Who Ate My Cake, an all-things career podcast, helping you do work happy. Here on Who Ate My Cake, we're tackling things like imposter syndrome, FOMO, the role of money in our career choices, and your relationship with work so that we can be in the driver's seat and not fear. So what's our bottom line? It's about crafting careers that fit so you can do work happy. Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast is brought to you by HD Career Consulting, where we help you find work happy, as well as CC Content, here for all of your online content creation needs. You're listening to Episode 5, Is It Time for a Vacation? Today, we're going to talk about taking a vacation, some things you can do to make sure you can take your vacation, as well as instituting some influence should you struggle to take vacation at work. We just want you to know that the information and opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and educational purposes. Any reliance on this information that is provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. Now that the legal jargon is all out of the way, let's get to listening. Hey folks, Cassie and Bree here. We just wanted to thank you for listening to Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast. It's time for episode five. All right, are you ready to rock and roll? We're going to talk about vacations today. Yes, we are. Is it time for a vacation? I think we could all could agree that it's probably always time for a vacation. But the biggest challenge we have is we talk a lot, a game, about how we want to go on vacation, but then we never do it. Let's take a look at the stats. So uh, research gathered last year, actually, uh, shows that more than half of Americans don't use all of their paid vacation days. And that's according to an annual report from the U.S. Travel Association. So a lot of our stats we pulled actually uh, are from the U.S. Travel Association, but then they've been quoted in a lot of different articles. So I thought it was uh, it, it shows that it's a pretty reputable source if everybody's like going there for their their numbers. Basically, with that information, that seems like it's a huge problem. It's not just about um, what we perceive in the in our workplace. I know um, when I would talk about vacation, there was always like this. I always schedule vacation. Let me just start with that. Like I, I received a lot of vacation and I used it and I used it because, um, part of fostering happy work and making sure that you're in a good space is making sure that you have time off and you're taking care of yourself. And that's one way to do that. That's what vacation is for. So I do the opposite. I hoard my vacation. I hoard it and I hold on to it because, uh, I had this fear that, Oh, Oh no. What if my child gets the flu or what if I get the flu? Uh, or somebody in my household gets the flu and I like, I have to take this time off to go take care of them. Uh, it, it, I was, I was always afraid of running out of vacation before the end of the day or the end of the year, I should say. Uh, so <laughs> I would hold on to my days and only take them if I absolutely had to. And so that probably has a lot to do with, um, it depends on like what your vacation packages look like. I worked at a university where I got 16 hours a month. And if you don't take vacation for like a year, 16 hours times 12 months, you end up with a lot of vacation and then you have sick leave and a personal leave. And so I, I want to recognize that part, maybe part of the problem with, um, not taking vacation really has to do with our level of like academic preparedness in some cases, just because we end up being in positions that maybe can afford, uh, more benefits, which are given to us in the form of PTO. Um, whereas, um, for some of us, that's not a reality or we work in industries that have seasons and we have to, you know, work for a period of time, um, maybe above and beyond what the standard norm is for hours, like 60, 70, 80 hours a week, because that's when work happens. But then you have nothing, um, during the time. 
workplaces are obviously going to vary and their compensation packages are going to vary. So uh, there are there are a lot of reasons why people will hoard it, but it's interesting if you think about how many people have vacation time and they just don't use it. And so happy work has to do with also taking care of yourself. And when you look at what your um, packages are, uh, when you get hired for something, one of those tools to help you do that is vacation. And so let's dig into a little bit about um, some of the dynamics putting us in a position to where we may not want to um, take vacation. Cassie, you talked about it a little bit, but let's get into some of the details. Well, it's 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 hard for, for people to actually unplug from work now because of technology and the, the culture that's kind of cropped up around it. Just because you can get in contact with someone 24-7 doesn't necessarily mean that you should get in contact with them. Uh, so we've just gotten to a place where we can contact people. We can see if they're online. We can even see where their location is. So a manager that's out of state can actually see if an employee is at the office or if they're somewhere else. And it's, it's a little bit... Uh, unnerving when you think about how easy it is to track how much time someone spends on their computer, on their phone, on their different social media sites. It's uh, it's stressful. And so we almost feel like we have to give the presence or we have to be present uh, in, in a lot of different ways to prove essentially that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I think when we have poor metrics for what success looks like inside of the workplace and what our own success looks like, we tend to do things that we can see. And sometimes it's about being present that that becomes the primary factor of, of success, even if we're not being productive, even if we're not being helpful, um, and maybe even if we're a little bit sick in the process because we're present all the time. Um, and what's funny about that is, is when you say present, you could be at work doing work and doing the work, but are you really present if you haven't taken the time out to take care of yourself, right? Um, mistakes get made, uh, tempers get short, weird stuff starts to happen when we stop taking care of ourselves. And so showing up for the sake of showing up, um, is not always the best answer. And sometimes what you need to do in order to show up best is you need to take a time out and use that time. And so... Um, we can make all kinds of excuses. We talk about fear being one of those things. Maybe the environment doesn't foster um, a willingness to allow you to take vacation. They're like, oh, you have vacation, but uh, you're definitely going to experience some sort of consequence if you don't, if you take it, right? Not if you don't take it, yeah. but if you do take it. They're like, oh, you're not so committed to work that you're not willing to make yourself sick <laughs> to be here every day. Yeah, or... Like, or the definition, this is the, this is a good one. I'll, I'll use a really good story. I, when I first started working, I was at a retail store and I was deathly ill, but because they had policies in place that penalized us for not showing up because they had such a attendance issue, I had to show up if I wanted to keep my job. It didn't matter that I had a hundred, I had 103.7 temperature. Like I was delirious. I was so sick. I had no business being at work. Okay. But I showed up because I needed my job. I had no vacation and I would actually get penalized if I didn't show up and get sent home. That was the thing. That was a requirement. Basically everybody showed up sick and if the right manager was on, on shift, then they would send us home. Right. But that's only if we were lucky. If we got the wrong manager, we would just be sick and miserable all day. We would get customers sick. We'd get all of our colleagues sick. Nobody cared. It didn't matter because I was there and the, and the manager was like, you made it. And he would, and he would celebrate it. He would be like, oh, you look like you feel like crap. You, oh man, but you showed up today. 
high five. And it's like, what? What got-? You're like, you better sanitize that hand. Oh my gosh. It was <laughs> awful. I swore I showed up because I was hoping he'd be like, you need to go home. Like he was like, nope. I ended up sleep. I was not productive at all. I slept in the shoe department warehouse area <laughs> for a chunk of time that day because I was so sick and my colleagues covered for me because they didn't want me around them. They didn't want me touching customers. But the guy was like, my manager was like, you did a great job by showing up today. Oh my gosh. Like what kind of crap is that? You know? Unhealthy, very unhealthy crap. And uh, so, I mean, maybe you have an environment like that. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe we're just afraid to let stuff go because um, we're afraid that we can be replaced or or that somebody else is trying to get her. I don't know. We have all kinds of things that kind of feed our fear. Um, and it's our job to dissect that. And so let's do that here on this podcast. We're going to dissect that. We're going to talk about how to take a look at or assess, is it you versus your environment? And then what are you going to do about it? Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right. So um, sometimes our inability to take vacation has to do with us. Um, Sometimes we're afraid of maybe falling behind, losing opportunities. Maybe it's about our brand or our professional image. There's an expectation that we have created for ourselves that we want to model. and, And we feel like everybody's looking at us and we're wanting to maintain that image. Uh, what else? What else do you have that cat? Uh, sorry. What else do you think? What else could we add to that, Cassie? We have this horrible habit, I think, of creating our own perceptions in terms of what we think people are seeing when they oh, look yeah. at us. And so, yeah, if your if your self perception of your work and what you've done is wrapped up and tied to other things to like say external factors and you can't really really pare down what it is that you are doing and what you needed to do for the day uh it can be very challenging to to step away for the day or for a vacation yeah so kind of what you're talking about is is like to your self-awareness around what all that looks like and Mm -hmm. um uh, that gets into, we're going to talk about that here soon. Cause it's about, that's like, how do you deal with that? Right. So mm-hmm. like if you're always hanging around because you're concerned about what it looks like. Yeah. For you to, to, to be there versus not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things to do that you can address that and make that work so that, um, you don't have to carry that backpack around if you're ready to set the backpack down. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Okay. So environment, how, how, like, what's the difference between, is it me? Like, is it my fear? Is it my concern? Is it my trust issues, insecurity, guilt, shame? Maybe even it's our lack of money. Maybe I don't do it. Cause I'm just like financially, I don't feel like I have enough money to make it happen. Right. Versus my environment. Um, so this is kind of setting the foundation for being able to like begin to assess what can I do versus what do I have to decide based on my environmental factors, right? Yes. So being able to separate like what you may view as a colleague slack or um, like your coworkers not stepping up to do their fair share or the need to compete and the fear that you're going to lose something if you step away. So I've, I've worked in like the sales environment where if you're gone for a day, somebody will steal your customer, they'll steal your client, they'll steal your sale, and that may make or break 
what your compensation package looks like for the month. Um, so like the competitive environment and the culture that gets set as well as the relationships that each one of the employees have with each other really can influence how I make those decisions. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've ever been in a sales environment, you've probably seen where someone has lost a sale to a coworker. Uh, so you're not it's not like you're competing with an external company like you're you're competing internally. Yeah, there's cannibal there's sales cannibalization happening. Yeah, I think even just in, not even just in sales, just overall, as far as getting um, exposure to the boss for future opportunities, being able to do cool projects, that kind of thing, not being present can have a huge impact on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now, the real issue is, is what does it mean to not be present? And how is that tied to vacation when you have a right to use your vacation? Are you like... My question, anytime I'm working with a client who's like, I just can't take vacation. Okay, well, we peel away the layers of like, is it you? Is it because you're afraid something's not going to work? So you need to be having your hands on it all the time? Okay, well, if that's the case, then what about systematizing things, becoming more transparent, uh, eliminating things that aren't actually your job instead of doing things like picking up everybody else's bag, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, what can you do to get back to being the best you by focusing on the things that you do best and sending that out, you know, and letting go of everything else, right? Mm -hmm. um, is it the environment? Like your your colleagues are a good example. I I would go on vacation and I would talk. I would come back and there was always this one person I worked with that was like, oh man, I really wish I could take a vacation. Like you all the time. You oh, know, they're, oh. Yeah, you hear it? And I'm mm -hmm. like, and and I could make it about, I could be like, oh, I could never take a vacation again because, oh, so-and-so is just like, they're always giving me crap and grief about how I use my vacation. Look, lady, I do the work. I, I build processes and procedures to make it possible for me to be gone. And I do that on purpose because I am perfectly aware of my replaceability and my replaceability does not make me uncomfortable, right? Because at the end of the day, they're going to replace me because I suck or they're going to replace me and move, like replace my position and move me up because I'm yeah. great. And so I'd much rather build something that makes it great so that when they consider replacing me, it's replacing me up instead of replacing me out because I can't share information um, and I can't delegate and I can't be transparent. Yeah, I've I mean, I've experienced where I've been held back in a job because they were like, we can't replace you. So <laughs> we don't want to train you to go anywhere else or do anything else because like we would we would need three three new people to do your job at, at the level that you do it at right now. And I was just like, that's bull crap. <laughs> I want to be replaceable. I want to be very replaceable, uh, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that that's a mindset thing because we look at it from a, a place of negativity. Uh, oh, I'm going to be replaced. I'm not going to have a job. You no, know, there's another way to look at that, folks. Because mm -hmm. um, they're going to replace you whether you want them to or not. And so can you control the variables in that by having them replace you up, moving you up, Versus replacing you out because you're difficult to deal with. You're tired. You're cranky. You never take vacation and you, you're not transparent about your processes. So everything blows up when you leave. 
right? Which they don't mm-hmm. view that as, as a process issue. It gets viewed as in you failed your job because stuff blew up when you left. There's not a distinction between the two. And so if you do a better job of communicating, creating processes, sharing information, and it's documented, when something goes sideways and they can fix it, that's like, you know, oh, it's a great day. It's not great because, oh, you were gone. It was great because you did your job right. You shared your information. They could help you do that job. And when you come back, you don't have a, for all intents and purposes, a shit show, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and that's a, that's a top down, bottom up uh, evaluation that you have to make mm-hmm. because you can absolutely implement processes and things like that. Uh, but if the organization isn't going to support it, your leadership isn't going to support it and your colleagues are not going to, if you don't have buy-in, there's a lot of things that can kind of yeah impact whether that's a doable I, situation. I've worked in places where um, I've worked in, I've had moments where I've created process and procedure and I've asked for feedback and input on those processes mm-hmm. and procedures for months. Right. And I get ready to leave on this thing that I've planned or that I maybe have not planned. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, it's ready to go. Here we go. And then everybody's like, what process? Who? And they want to change everything. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? You weren't even here. Like I asked, I solicited for input and feedback this entire time. And all of a sudden the only time you care is when I'm leaving. Like I can't fix that. All I can do is set a boundary oh. and be yep. like, here, it's in here. You can do it. I know you can. you know cheer you on you are fully capable it's all in there and you know what i guess if if one of the processes isn't working for you tell me let's fix it right but not not the day before i leave but not the day before (laughs) i leave because i've got to leave right and i and i made a plan so if you're okay so vacation if you are if, Mm -hmm. if you can't use vacation because maybe you're not planning well there's that's an easy fix plan ahead make a decision about where you're going and what you're doing i mm hmm have definitely been one to take vacation on the fly, but I also recognize that when I ask, I have already done all the things to make sure like it's acceptable for me to ask. I don't just come in and be like, Oh, I think I'm going to leave tomorrow. Is that okay with you? It's like, I did all of these things to get me ready to be able to leave. And I just had an opportunity to be able to do something. So how does that work for everybody? Right? Yeah. Like if you work in retail and you want to (laughs) take, Christmas off? The week of Thanksgiving. The week of Thanksgiving off. Yeah. That's probably, that's not realistic. That's not realistic, right? Not not for the industry that you're in. Yeah. Like you you either celebrate Thanksgiving the week before or the week after. Um, but yeah, you're not getting Black Friday off, friend. Right? <laughs> not, not in this society. And, you know, sometimes um, managers can do a really good job of helping you come up with processes, right? Um, here's the thing to recommend. If it's an environmental issue... Um, and, and there's not nothing in place that be able, that helps foster that. Um, everywhere I've worked, I've recommended the buddy system, the backup Mm -hmm. buddy. Okay. And what's great about the backup buddy is the backup buddy knows how to do my job. I know how to do the backup buddy's job. Okay. Mm -hmm. We teach each other, we cross train. And then when we schedule our vacations, we collaborate together to make a decision about who's going to be gone when. Okay. And then the backup buddy always has my back and vice versa. Right. And so we don't have to wait for my boss to tell me, Oh, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? We've already came to a solution. It was like me and the backup buddy, Cassie and I are backup buddies. She knows how to do my job. She knows what's been going on. Vice versa. I'm going to be gone for three days. And guess what? When Cassie needs to be gone for three days, it's like no big deal. Right. 
everybody's covered. It's not the boss's problem because our job is covered. And it's not our problem because our job is covered and we know it's covered because our backup buddies got us. So backup buddies. Yeah. That's a great, I think that's a great solution. Like tip tool. Yeah. Takeaway. Um, what else can we share? Words of wisdom. Um, do, what about dealing with, uh, like that person who like almost mourns not being able to take vacation by shaming you for taking yours? <laughs> uh you know i think you 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 don't pay that person any mind i look at the opportunity as that i'm modeling healthy self-care habits and when they express to me that they're having such a hard time with me taking a vacation i first try to figure out is it because something that that has to do with my job that they had to deal with that they're like are they mad about that because if if it is okay i'll fix that part what i just assume that they really are like they're envious of being able to take vacation and it's like their cry for help to 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 be reminded that they can uh, take vacation. And so it's like, you too can take a vacation. So when they're like, how did your vacation go? And they're digging around. I'm like, I just celebrate. I was like, it's a great vacation. You should try it sometime. Yeah. And some people are miserable and they don't like their job. They don't want their job, but they're going to keep their job because they are afraid of something new and they want to make everybody else miserable at work. We've all like that. Those are usually the people that don't take vacation because if they go someplace happy, oh no. <laughs> um, okay, so those are the people that we can't really do much about. And that's kind of what you were talking about earlier is, is you just pay no mind, right? So you kind of got to like kind of mm-hmm. figure out where they're at on the spectrum. Are they just having a hard time? Are they really celebrating with you? Or are they really just never somebody that's going to ever celebrate the fact that you took vacation? Oh, do you want to hear a funny story? This person that I worked with like they were they were the hall monitor of the workplace and so like they literally tracked on a desktop calendar what people's breaks people's vacation when they missed work all of these things it it was freaking color-coded it was so weird like it was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen in the workplace oh man that's a that's a really that's a really exhausting place to be I hope that person really figures that out because it's gotta hurt a lot to be right there mm-hmm. where that's at oh it's it it was a gross feeling to feel like you were and this wasn't this person wasn't a supervisor of anyone um but very very engaged in other people's habits they came across as a very unhappy person uh and they were they they were the negative nancy the naysayer the nose all that yeah i you know with those kinds of people i i believe i mean they're hurting they're human i hope that they haven't always been that way uh and with those kinds of people when i'm dealing with that uh and and trying to manage my boundaries and assert my self-care needs, um, in a healthy way. It's kind of like, I look at them and say, man, that must really be a lot of work to do all of that. That really, that sounds like that's really painful, you know? And, um, what's funny about all of that is, is that when you say that to those people, um, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, it does. It's a lot of work. And I'm like, I know you gotta, you know, like, that is a lot of emotional ex- expense for you to do all of that. Like, wh- what about the environment that fosters it? Like, that co-signs it and says that that's, like, legit? Mm-hmm. Like, where was the supervisor in all of that? And Like, saying, that, en- that encourages a tattletale or... 
Or just does nothing about it. That yeah. says like, hey, what is going on that you are so engrossed in what everybody else is doing that you have to like document it to the T? Like what? Wh- that's like not even in your job description. Why are you taking on that responsibility? Uh, and so sometimes you do end up in those situations where uh, like that environment is so dysfunctional for you. So I want to put that into context because it's about dysfunction for you that you know, you have to start considering alternatives if you can't get to a place of influencing or creating influence to change the culture. Yeah. Well, and to a certain extent, but you can't, like, you can't fix toxic people. Um, I think you can, you can manage your own energy, but you can't necessarily manage that of those who are around you other than to say, I'm not. And then, you know, setting boundaries when people come to your desk, like, mm, no, I have work to do. Yes. Um, And so this thing about vacation and not willing to take vacation um and why what was the statistic again uh like half of americans have leftover vacation time at the end of the year that they don't use they just don't use it It it's like 48 percent yeah didn't we find something on mental health statistics too like there's there's a correlation to also the impact of mental health like i know it's a big thing in hr right now too about um, workplace wellness you have wellness campaigns and they're doing like um i don't know like yoga in the classroom or not yoga in the classroom haha <laughs> yoga in the office uh and they're they're sharing information on healthy food habits and that kind of thing because um our health mental health physical health emotional health significantly impact uh retention and productivity rates and yeah well If you like say you have lack of support in your workplace and stepping away from your job means that you're coming back to a total shit show when you get back, the like the work is just going to continue to pile up while you're gone as opposed to people working on it while you leave. uh, That actually contributes pretty, pretty. uh, Oh, my gosh, I I totally blinked on the word, but it it, it contributes to people not wanting to take vacation. Uh, I think we should break that down, though, because I think that like everybody everybody that i coach they come to me oftentimes with this perception that it's always the environment that's the failure mm-hmm. well they have they have statistics on that that say like 27% of uh respondents feel like they have too many projects too many too many deadlines to step away and not enough support so there's a, a fear factor that i'm going to come back to this mountain of work and i'm never going to catch up so, again so and sometimes it is your support system and your support structure that sucks other times it's your inability mm-hmm. i'm going to like co- totally call people out on this it's your inability to set your own freaking boundaries Like at some point you have to evaluate, am I making an excuse to not do it? Because if you are, you have the power to do something about it. You cannot walk around like you're powerless. You can Mm -hmm. institute processes and structure and systems to make that possible. And if you attempt to do that and it doesn't work, then fine. It's your environment. Find a different environment that you can do that, that either has it or is willing to allow you to institute processes structure. But you are, you don't, if you want change, you don't get to be a victim in it. Yeah. Well, I like to, I I like to do this practice uh, where I kind of run through the scenario of what's the worst thing that could happen. Oh yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) And it's like, well, worst case scenario, you know, that this doesn't get done or this falls behind or these numbers suck for one week or two weeks. It takes, maybe it takes two weeks to catch back up. Um, but when you look at the worst possible case scenario, usually in the workplace, uh, depending on where you work, it's probably not life or death. 
And that actually like that makes me feel better. So let me so the sales example. Okay. So the, the sales example is probably really good because it's tangible and it's um, oftentimes connected to competitiveness and our livelihood and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, which makes us do funny things. Right. Um, you had a sales environment where like it didn't matter how perf- remember uh, we were talking about this. It didn't matter how much of a high performer you were. If something didn't like rise above, like if you weren't constantly growing, like if you were at 99.9%, like that 0.1% was punished. Like the manager, because he received bonuses off of whatever it was that you were doing, was like on your case about how you didn't meet that number. Remember that? Yeah. Year over year growth was a ridiculous and horrible, horrible goal to have to work towards, especially when you had like, you know, a year or two where you just knocked it out of the park. And now, you know, the economy's different situations, different environments, different, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's not realistic to have year over year growth at some point that five year high is gonna drop. And it, in reality, it, it has to. Yeah. So there's like that kind of thing where like you're scared into just working your ass off because you're already naturally a high performer. You're doing really well. And it doesn't matter that you're doing, you're turning in 98% papers because they're expecting you to do 110% this week and 112 next week. And anytime you fall short of perfection, actually, I, I don't even know what you would call it above and beyond it, like above and beyond perfection. It's like godlike, I guess, <laughs> you know, then, then it fought like you were in trouble, you know, you're dead to them. You are dead to them if you don't hit your numbers right they would create so much crisis they'd be like start checking on you where are you at what you doing like you know what I mean so there's that kind of environment I was in a sales environment where we had again I always have walked into my environment I've created buddy systems because it's like I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine right and so I learned um, the other salespeople's styles and I would say okay well what works for you what works for me And then we would make an agreement about how we would handle a sale if somebody wasn't available. I had one guy I worked with. He would never take our sale. It was a, it was a standalone agreement. I don't take your sale. You don't take mine and I'll handle it for you. Right. And it didn't matter if it was going to be a thousand dollar commission or a $5 commission. He'd be like, I got you. Right. And his expectation was that you would do the same thing for him. And it worked really well. We had a new person come into the environment who didn't do that. And it created absolute chaos. Right. This salesperson stopped helping the new salesperson. He's like, I wouldn't touch, I won't touch his customers because he steals my sale. So I, he, his, so he can figure out whether or not he's going to keep the sale because he's not available, right? And yeah, creating some external pressure for yeah, him. So shaming him into doing basically, the right thing. <laughs> well, he set boundaries. It was it was beautiful. He set a boundary. He's like, all mm-hmm. right, if we don't want to play, play play by the same rules, I'm good with that. I'm not helping your customer, and I don't have to. If you, if they walk in, he's not here today. You have his phone number, right? You can give him a call. Our supervisor actually encouraged it because it was your job to handle your sale. So he set a a community standard because it was your account. Then you make sure they can have contact with you because that's your account. Processes, procedures, transparency, so that you don't have that, right? So all of my customers, when I was gone, if I needed a backup person, I would set up a backup person because maybe that customer needed to be available when I wasn't available. So then I would create, then I would set, set it up so that they were covered. But the, the flyby walk-ins, the, it just wouldn't happen unless you were the person who didn't take care of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Processes, procedures, transparency, communication, all that stuff is about communication. Then there might be a fire here or there, 
Maybe it's because of lack of knowing, but the, the opportunity for things to go sideways is much more minimal. So making sure you're covered. So if you're not taking vacation because you're afraid the house is going to get set on fire, you should be looking at your processes, procedures, your communication, your transparency, cross-training in your area to solve that problem. If you're in an environment where that is not permitted or you're not supported in doing that, that's when I'm like, okay, red flag. There's a big challenge in that. But any smart business owner who has an employee who does that is going to reinforce that because they don't, they can't have people letting stuff fall to the wayside. Yeah. I think that if you feel gross trying to take vacation when you need to take vacation and you've done all the right things and you still can't take vacation because it feels gross, I think we have a problem. Yeah. I've left those environments because they are not healthy. They do not, uh, they don't promote a healthy work environment or you're like genuinely stressed out you're like I can't do this it's just like if you if you genuinely believe that vacation is not an option uh it's probably time to start looking into uh vamping up your your resume and looking at what other what other career options are out there yeah let's talk about okay so what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up and we're going to talk about how you can get to a place of creating influence or at least discovering whether or not you're in an environment that um, is going to help you establish a healthy relationship with what vacation is and how to use it. So shoot, go for it, Cassie. Uh, So the first step is just starting with you, taking a, a very serious, critical look at yourself, your practices, your belief system around vacation and what you're doing to either contribute or take away from your ability to to take that time off. And then we talked about controlling your variables, uh, meaning what do you have control over? Is it your process procedure, um, lack of transparency that's contributing to your inability to be able to take a vacation? Communication, is that a challenge? Um, Because if you can Mm -hmm. control those variables, maybe systematize some things, talk to another colleague about cross-training, supporting each other in that process, win-wins. Those are some ways you can solve uh, being able to take your vacation. Yeah, I thought that your your suggestion about the buddy system is an awesome controllable that you can set into place at the workplace. So being able to, to, to cross train a colleague and understanding what their role looks like and knowing what they can take over when you're out of the office is it's, it's liberating. It's a great way to, to kind of set yourself free from the office shackles. And if your supervisor struggles with this concept of a buddy system, it really boils down to, it might be staffing. Maybe you only have three people in the office. Um, then really your buddies with all three people. And you have to participate in conversating about when can cover because like at least two people have to be in the office, right? Um, but it might also be maybe your your supervisor does all the scheduling. Maybe they do week by week scheduling. Maybe we can have conversations about um, doing month by month scheduling, right? Everybody has preferred schedules or whatever so that there's like a little bit more consistency if you have weird shift scheduling that happens that can happen a lot in, um, retail, right. Um, where you kind of have these weird shift hours and it changes each week because of everybody's needs. 
Um, and so the buddy system can work really well in those environments where there's a lot of people and they need to have X number of people in the space and they have enough staff to be able to sort it out. Maybe they know they can always give three people on the schedule a week days off, right? So, um, between your buddy system, maybe you can set up a lottery system or uh, like a rotation of like, okay, whose week it is it to whatever, to be able to have that. Or, you know, you have three slots who's on there, right? Um, so there's all kinds of ways to be able to help influence or have conversations with your supervisors just on a purely scheduling basis um, to figure out how to problem solve so that you can take time off. Lastly, delegate when you leave and being able to say, hey, I am going to be out of the office. This still needs to be done. Uh, people get very uncomfortable when they have to delegate because not everybody wants to be a buddy. <laughs> there are going to be people that are like, I don't want to do your job when you're gone. Well, it's like, actually you this is this is going to get delegated this is going on your plate because it still has to get 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 done whether i'm here or not well and sometimes it makes it easier for somebody to do a piece of your job instead of your entire job Mm -hmm. and you know your job better than anybody else i'm assuming uh so you should be able to know which piece can be broken up and how it can be broken up and communicate that to some of your coworkers so that they can help you pick up the slack when you're gone and you should be willing to do the same for them when they go Yeah. I was going to say delegation really, like even before you get to delegate, delegation actually starts first by developing really good rapport with your colleagues um, and trust um, and win-win situations, mutual benefit. Hey, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Um, Or where's the things where we overlap so that we can make it a little bit easier, right? So, you know, having solid relationships with your colleagues makes it a lot easier for you to delegate. If you're struggling to delegate, um, aside from setting the foundations of processes, procedures, and increasing transparency, you also need to take a look at how you can um, identify and establish win-win scenarios so that everybody can play. Yeah. it's a, a, Everybody should sit with their coworkers and understand their roles. Uh, I had a manager who I, I really enjoyed working with uh, who, when she came into the workplace, she made it a point to sit with everyone uh, for for a, a short period of time to kind of get a view of what their day-to-day looks like. And I thought that that was just really fantastic when she brought new people in. Her expectation was whether it was their job or not, they were sitting with all the people in the office so that they could see where they overlapped and how everything fit together, like treating the workplace like a, a big puzzle, essentially, and like how these pieces fit together uh, is going to help people get the big picture. And I thought that was uh, very helpful uh, for new people coming in because a lot of workplaces nowadays, they're, they're incredibly complex. And so if we don't understand how we overlap with someone else, uh, we can have a domino effect and we can really jack things up <laughs> um, with, well, even like, (laughs) well-intentioned ways that we can help. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, it's funny you say all of that. And I just had an aha moment. Um, the ability to be able to take vacation actually has to do with, um, like your skill sets and competencies around planning, uh, and organizing. Yes. And communicating. Yes. Planning, organizing, communicating. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I bet you 10 to none if you struggle to take vacation um, it has to do with one of those three skills. And I bet you it actually, you can see the impacts of not honing those three skills very well across all things in life, including your job. Like if you're struggling with organiz- organization, um, 
communication. What was the other one I said? Planning, organizing, communication. Yeah. I think planning is actually more of a competency, right? Mm -hmm. Overall planning. Um, But either way, those three things. Maybe time management. Really, Time management. That's another good one. So skills, time management, um, organization, communication, Mm -hmm. right? Um, All have to do with the competency of planning, planning ahead, preparing. And if you struggle to do that, those are really... You want to talk like a really basic level, practice those three things, practice your time management, practice your organization, practice your communication skills. The way you do that, writing things down, operationalizing them, commun- like actually sharing information with others, right? Nope. <laughs> Figuring out what they need to know. Setting up your uh, your upcoming out of office. I actually, I, I like to put it on my uh, my emails that I was going to be out soon so people would kind of know in advance uh mm-hmm. before i left that, that oh, that's was a helpful. good idea yeah so just a heads up i'm gonna be out next week and then just kind yep. of pl- plug it into my tagline yeah that's awesome so um if you're struggling in those areas maybe first start taking a look at you know your organization time management communication skills and start systematizing them so that you can get ahead of it instead of fall behind it and never take vacation and the the benefits of that i beyond just getting away for a vacation like your your entire uh your entire processes and your your whole your whole workplace environment is gonna look incredibly different if you can clean up those three areas yeah for sure all right i feel like that's a a wonderful stopping point what do you think uh did we go into the benefits like how do we create buy-in for like why is this valuable? Why should you take a vacation? Okay, yeah, go. Okay. Um, I'm all looking at my. I'm looking at my clips. I'm like, like your health is gonna be better. <laughs> yeah, mental health. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, some of the big reasons why we would want to take a vacation. We're super freaking stressed out, man. Like, how do we know it's time for a vacation? That's probably the question, right? And it's like you're short-tempered. You're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. Uh, you got a lot going on, whatever the case is, like, it's probably a good time to start figuring out how to get all that kind of pared down or organized or redelegated to be able to, um, create some space for a vacation. Yeah. Well, I think it's crazy that so many people will negotiate for more vacation time and then not use it. Like that when they're taking a job, like maybe they can't get the the salary package that they want, but then they'll be like, Oh, we'll give you some more vacation time. And then it's like, turns out you don't you don't actually get to take it. Yeah, it, you just waste it. For sure. Okay, so I found an article on APA.org. Um, uh, this is psychopharmacology and substance abuse. So this is interesting because uh, it says four reasons to take vacation by Andrea Robinson, Dr. Robinson. Okay. Okay. And um, life satisfaction is a big point physical improvements. So like stress, if you're stressed out and you can decrease your cortisol levels by simply just stepping away, then, um, you know, it can improve your physical well-being because your cortisol levels are now at a lower level. Yeah. Having high, high cortisol levels actually, uh, is linked to a lot of health issues, cancers, all kinds of stuff. It's really crazy actually. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. Again, they say mental health benefits. It's about releasing the, reducing the stress hormone. 
it actually improves your productivity. Okay, so if you're on... Yeah, productivity, creativity, uh, your ability to collaborate, all those. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Up, up, yep. up. And so what's funny about it is is it's when, we, when we're when we at work and we're trying to be productive because we have all of these things, yet we're super, super stressed out, we're actually decreasing our productivity. I seen an article one time that I want to say it was like by 70% or something like that. Um, I need to look it up to like to find out exactly what it was but it was when you're stressed out you're not productive it's an illusion you think you are you're not I can assure you there's brain-based science around it there's uh psychosocial science around it like it like you're not productive if you're stressed out okay so if you're super stressed it's a really good time to take a vacation because when you come back your productivity will shoot through the roof is basically the point. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of research with like uh, organizational psychology that's looking at burnout and oh, yeah. workplace resiliency. And so if you're taking vacations, you're going to help with that. The people that don't take vacations tend to suffer from burnout and uh, can't manage their stress very, very well in the workplace. Yeah. So. And some of those um, some of those fields that have cert- that have schedules that that kind of create that I have a friend who's who left um the medical field because they were just burnt out because of their schedule and everything Mm -hmm. they like literally never took a vacation and because of the way that the environments that they were in were structured again like that sales environment you were talking about um it made it really difficult for them to take vacation and so they eventually tapped out and did something completely different which is um all in in itself um as stressful as it was for that person to do that it was actually the best thing that they could do it's just unfortunate that they just spent the last 15 years building a career being really good at what they were doing to then turn around and have to like regame tap out yep, because they couldn't find a work environment because the culture of the industry didn't promote the balance that was necessary to sustain their their practitioners in that area so yeah and you can you can actually do the research on your individual in industry and find out if that is something that culturally across the board is how they work it's pretty standard yeah it's pretty standard to to burn and turn employees <laughs> so yep. uh if if that's the nature of the beast um at least you know going into it what to expect uh and you can kind of set those boundaries or really focus on creating influence in a way that can maybe turn the tide a little bit in your little corner of the world yeah And so just being able to shut down access to social media, to workplace emails, uh, turning off your phone for a couple of days, uh, it it allows you to to recharge and reset. You don't necessarily have to go someplace expensive with a beach and uh, margaritas uh, if you can make a margarita at home, if you don't have the money to get away. (laughs) Um. So we talked a lot about mental health, environment, our individual perspectives. I guess we didn't talk a lot about mental health. We noted that that's some of the reasons or some of the things that vacation is impacted by. But what we, we didn't talk about money, money and money being the issue. If I am like, I'm flat out overextended and I have no money to go anywhere besides my backyard. (laughs) And I mean, I, I work with clients that have $350 a month to work with and they still figure out ways to take vacations in some version. And it comes down to like those stay vacations or they find like their vacations are actually like little adventures to do the free stuff in the community or whatever the case is. And so, 
Um, I find it hard pressed to be in a place to not think that uh, there's no possible way for somebody to take a vacation because I've seen people with almost nothing figure out a way to come up with having a vacation in some form. However, I also recognize that money is a really emotional, it's attached to a bunch of emotions and fears and concerns and um, we can have a whole lot of money and still feel like we have nothing. And that sometimes keeps us from doing things like taking vacations or time off. Maybe the, it isn't that you, it, your lack of money. It's just that if you take the time off, you're not going to get paid. And there's an impact to that. Because a lot of people work from paycheck to paycheck, week to week. Yeah. And so that that's where planning comes into play. Uh, and like contractors, we don't get, I'm a contractor. I don't get paid unless I'm working. Uh, you know what I do? I stack my schedule in a way that I get paid what I would have been paid if I was gone. And then I take my time and then I come back and I do it again. Right. So it's mindset around what, you know, I'm going to get the same amount anyway. I'm just going to rework my schedule to make sure I get it. I think I, I think maybe that also comes from like, I learned that when I was in sales, like I ne I'll never be in a sales environment where I feel like I, I, like if I'm not there, I'm not going to be making money because I will develop the relationships with the people I'm working with and my accounts to make sure that, um, my paycheck still comes in, you know? Yeah. And you can do that. You can totally, depending on how the compensation works and you know, like if you have a pipeline in the works, what's coming through the next week, the next month, the next three months, uh, a lot of times you can forecast that. Yeah. You're not stuck. You're never stuck. You just need a plan. And sometimes the issue is not that you don't have a plan. It's that you don't know how to create the plan. And we've given that to you today um, and, and given you some examples of really what it takes to make that plan. And so to reiterate that, we think that um, th having things like processes, procedures, transparency through communication can really start to improve that for you. Uh, and if you're struggling to get those done because you need to work on your communication skills, your organization skills, your time management skills, those are all great areas of opportunity. You should talk to your supervisor about putting them on your PDQ or your review so that you can practice on them um, and maybe tie it to your vacation so that you can figure out how to make that possible, practice those skills, but also get your needs met at the same time. So boom. I love it. Boom. Okay. So, uh, at we have a bonus for you. I have a friend in the community who is a travel agent. No, and you've actually, you've talked to her about some vacation options, right? Like talk to her about a cruise. Um, yep. She, so um, the older I get and the more I get concerned about time and money, um, the more I start to delegate to things that I'm not good at or things that are going to consume a lot of time that somebody else can do better. Yeah, it's very um, time consuming to plan a vacation. I get so overwhelmed. I start planning a vacation and then I get so overwhelmed with like um, having connecting flights and do I need a passport and what am I going to do once I get there and where am I going to stay and how am I going to drive around? All these little things that I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want to. And you're like, I'm done. I'm like, ah, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit in my backyard. <laughs> so... Um, sometimes we tap out because we try to do something and it's outside of our competency and then we're like, screw it, yeah. I'm not going to do Vacation it. Vacation planning is not my competency. <laughs> Jennifer McRae with Crown and Travel Events. And she gave me this really cool sheet. I asked her to share some advice um, and it's uh, vacation on a budget. And um, here's what she has to say about that. It says, um, book under a layaway plan. So what's really great about working with a travel agent is, is you can plan ahead. They can tell you how much it's going to cost and then you could do payment plans. I did not know that. Agent. That's awesome. Yes. 
and there's no, like, it's not like interest or anything like that. Um, you just set it up, you put a deposit and there's rules around it and that's what you do. And they handle it all. So, um, book under a layaway plan. Okay. Uh, vacation off season. Okay. So instead of going to somewhere sunny in the summer, maybe you need to go somewhere sunny in the fall. Um, sometimes this, like if you do it over a holiday period, like if you're going to go to Cancun for Christmas, I don't know why you go to Cancun for Christmas, but if that's what you decided you want to do, that's probably going to be a high volume period. So look at an off time frame. Again, a travel agent can help you answer that. You can spend time Googling it if you want to, but I can assure you if you have, um, any concern for your time and understand how your time is money, you may want to talk to a travel agent to be able to figure this out. Um, booking in advance, uh, you can book in advance. Um, there's a certain time frame. I don't remember what it is, but again, a travel agent like Jennifer can tell you about this. Um, there's a sweet spot where you can get the best deal. And so if you're looking for the best deal and that's your criteria, you can talk to your travel agent. They'll get you a good deal based on, um, booking in advance. Traveling on a weekday and not a weekend. Um, it's really interesting. If you do like a trip on Monday through Friday, you might get a better deal on some plane tickets. You're going to be less stressed out. Like, I don't know if you've ever had to go through TSA. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? it's, Especially on a weekend. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the worst. So being able to do that with a little less of a crowd is always nice. Shorter right. lines. And then there's book a tour instead of trying to tour on your own. Uh, there's deals, there's packages, there's benefits. I was looking into a trip before something changed. I was looking at a trip to go to Orlando with the family. And um, I asked Jennifer to look that information up for me. There's like all these things that you're supposed to have to go to this place. Um, that if I would have just done it on my own, I would have just done the basics. And then I would have got there and paid hundreds of dollars extra for all of these special passes that I would have needed to be able to do the things I need to do because I didn't know the environment and she would have. Right. Um, and then the last tip of course is use a travel consultant. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but travel consultants don't cost money. Lately, you don't have to pay them a fee. The fee comes from them booking your services and it's not on top of your services that you're booked. So they get a commission off of whatever it is that they're selling. Um, and so they're, they coordinate and handle that. It's like affiliate. If something happened. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was in Mexico. We missed our, we missed something. I think we missed our taxi that we had already prepaid for to get back to the airport. And I called my travel agent and she addressed that and fixed it for me so that I could get back uh, on the airplane yeah. and not miss it. They can like right? fix things and, for you in the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are some ways to do budgets on our trips on a trips on a budget. Um, and it's not just international travel. It's, it's what I call it. There's Conus and O'Connor. So it's inside of the continental United States as well as outside the continental United States. Um, they can do both. And so Jennifer McRae with crown and travel events, check her out. Once you're ready to take a vacation, there are tools and resources to help you get it done. Check it out. Teamwork. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, share, like, comment, tell us what you thought. We want to hear your thoughts about it. Thanks for listening to Who Ate My Cake and All Things Career Podcast. You have just finished listening to episode five. Is it time for a vacation?